Hi, friend. Welcome to Holly's Highlights, a podcast designed to encourage, inspire, and equip you to intentionally live your life full of purpose. I'm your host, Holly Kirby, motivational speaker, leadership cultivator, marketing strategist, and personal cheerleader. Let's check out today's highlight. This episode is brought to you by The Game Machine. The Game Machine brings the ultimate video game experience right to your door with the best of multiplayer gaming on both retro and advanced gaming systems. Whether for a birthday, family reunion, corporate team building, or school event, The Game Machine is a fully self-contained, climate-controlled gaming trailer with the most comfortable player experience in Utah. I got to tell you, we just used the game machine for my son's birthday, and they were amazing. They were punctual, professional, and even went above and beyond. You will be so impressed. The game machine provides an event that everyone young or old can enjoy. So if you'd like to check out more information, go online to thegamemachine.com. That's the-game-machine.com. And if you'd like to sponsor an episode of Holly's Highlights Podcast, simply send an email to contact at hollykirby.com. My mom was a kindergarten and first grade teacher for 18 years of the 25 years she taught. And she used to come home with some fun stories, like the one where a little boy was telling her where he ate the night prior, but he had her guess. It begins with a T, he said. (laughs) So mom went through everything she could think of, like Taco Bell, Taco Time, TGA Fridays, He obviously could tell she was not going to get it. So he just told her, Tucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) Well, one day in class, she saw a little girl sitting in the learning center, just crying her eyes out. She allowed a couple of minutes to lapse before she looked back over. And then she saw three little girls crying now. So she was ready to investigate by this point. She went over and asked, Amy, why are you crying? To which the little girl replied, I don't know. So she asked the other two girls, well, why are you crying? And then they replied, because she is. (laughs) I'm not sure if they were just sympathetic criers or this was their way to show care and compassion to their friend. I have a, a little verse in my room that reads, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. That comes from Proverbs 11, 25. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. This makes me think of a story my mom has shared with me regarding the zebra herd. It is said that due to the many stripes on a zebra, when they're together in their herd, the eyesight of the predator, the lion, is totally confused, therefore keeping the zebra safe. However, when a zebra wanders from the herd, the lion can see its prey clearly and therefore putting it in the greatest danger. We as Christians are like the zebras, safe when we're together, but when we wander from the fellowship of believers, we are in danger of being threatened by the lion or Satan, seeking whom he may devour. This is based off of 1 Peter 5 eight and written by an unknown author. But let's face it, life can be tough and we need each other. I think one way we can accomplish this is through encouragement. I've always liked what Barnabas in the Bible is known for. In Acts 4.36, it shares with us how Barnabas actually had a different name of Joseph, but then the disciples named him Barnabas, as that actually means son of encouragement. Now, Barnabas was all about focusing on others instead of himself, and he was known, therefore, as this encourager. Our world, however, tends to be so me-focused. 
The media is flooded with tips and tricks on how to be happy or just do what makes you happy or how to have it all. And and we have all these reality shows of following people's drama. Okay, now a side note here, I really don't have anything against the Kardashians, so don't hear me wrong. The only experience I personally have with the Kardashians is when we were on one of our girls' trips in Beverly Hills, and we saw Kim Kardashian out of the blue. It was really crazy. But what I'm referring to is our society tends to teach us that the focus must be on us, that life is all about being happy. You know, how many hits or followers or reaches or downloads can you get? As if all of that will determine your success, your worth, your value, your happiness or fulfillment. But as we heard in the story of the zebra, it's so important that we come together and focus on being there for one another, to have each other's backs and to encourage those around us. That it is when we humble ourselves and put others first and serve one another that we're able to really see what matters. And that life isn't just about me. Well, one way to do that is to focus on not self, but others through this word of encouragement. Now, there are some ways that come to mind in how we can encourage others. First one, be lovingly bold. Be lovingly bold as you look around you to see who needs a little encouragement. My mom used to always teach us from a young age to seek out those in a room who don't seem to fit in or or feel a part of what's going on. So whether to go over and initiate conversation or invite them into the activity that we're doing or simply sit or stand next to them, but basically to try to draw others out and not just let them hunker down alone. It's so easy, especially during all of this COVID, to just hunker down. But again, we need to reach out boldly, lovingly boldly and help encourage each other to come a part of whatever that conversation, or again, just being in their presence. Number two, being committed. As the saying goes, everyone is going through a battle you know nothing about. Remember, some life wounds like divorce, family deaths, cancers, they don't heal in two weeks. So we've got to look for ways to encourage and meet those needs ongoingly. Don't expect just because you sent a card to someone that they're all of a sudden going to be hunky-dory fine. Don't expect just because you went over and pulled someone's weeds that all of a sudden life is great and they can move on. Again, not everything heals instantly or with one time of reaching out. So continue to meet those ongoing needs as you're able to. Number three, be uplifting. I remember when I went through my divorce, a lady asked me to come out to her car and she had something for me. So she handed me this jar of fancy peppers and with a look of pity on her face, she proceeded to tell me that she heard I was going through a rough time and so she wanted to give me these. Okay, friends, when helping others, try to give them a hand up. So encouragement, treat them as equals not just a hand out looking down upon them. By doing so, giving them a hand up, you actually help them stand firm when with dignity and strength to face each day and whatever they're going through. Whereas the other brings about that embarrassment or shame or degrading for what they're going through. 
Me and my kids love to do Secret Cupid and Secret Santa each year. So every Valentine's Day, we choose people from our walks of life, like school and church and neighborhood and work, who could just use some loving. We then get a tree and a card and go doorbell ditch them with our anonymous gift. The same thing goes with Christmas. We get Christmas gifts and wrap them up and go doorbell ditch to individuals and families and couples, whomever we feel just needs a little bit of encouragement. Now, why do we do it this way? Well, I know how it feels on the opposite end. I don't want anyone to feel indebted, embarrassed, ashamed. I just want them to feel loved, to be encouraged, and to have basically a lifting of their head. Number four, be genuine. Much like uplifting above that we just talked about, we want to make sure our motives for encouraging others is not of selfish gain. Now, although don't get me wrong here, because when we're serving others, I got to tell you, we are the ones who are blessed too. Whether it be something that they can teach us. I, I remember as a little girl going and serving Thanksgiving meals under the viaduct with my family to the homeless. And an older man gave me a little teddy bear that he carried around. I remember I learned so much humility that day and and just a new perspective of being grateful for what I had. He taught me. I got something out of that. Or maybe something that we just learn, like when doing Habitat for Humanity. I felt so humbled hearing the story of the woman who was going to move into the house that we were building. But when we focus on serving with the intent of genuinely bringing encouragement to the one we're loving on, that is when that genuineness comes in, that intent, that purity. One of my favorite experiences in, in trying to get this point across to my son was when we were in Primary Children's Hospital, I think about a year ago. We went down to the cafeteria for breakfast together, and we paid the cashier a certain amount with the instructions that each patient and their family that came through, now keep in mind at this hospital, parents of these kids that who were being treated, they had certain stickers that we had to wear at all times in the hospital, so easily identified as to who be able to, to do this for. Well, they were to tell them that their meal was covered and to have a good day. Now, my son couldn't understand why we weren't telling the people it was us. I, I told him, though, that what's the point in doing this? What is our intent? To receive acknowledgement for the act or to encourage others going through tough times? Well, of course, he said the latter. So we sat there from afar for a good hour in these uh, benches and just watched the faces of the parents as they were told their meal was paid for. But you know what I noticed? Not only the, the smiles on their faces, but the smile and pure delight and joy on my own son's face as he watched family by family leave that cash register. Be genuine. Encourage just for the sake of encouraging. Number five, be creative. Encouraging others isn't a cookie cutter act. When I was six years old, I developed a hip problem and I had to be in 24 hours, seven day a week traction. At the same time, my brother had to undergo major kidney surgery and both my traction and his surgery were beginning on the same day. My poor parents. Now, my sister was quite a trooper in helping me while my parents were juggling time at the hospital with my brother and trying to figure out you know, work and all of that that was going on. But I think she was quite relieved when ladies from our church heard that our family was going through all of these things at once. And I remember one woman, Kim, and her son, Nathan, they came dressed in clown costumes to entertain me. And another lady, Sarah, came and helped me with my homework and just sat with me. And others brought food. 
And then just years ago, I had to have hip surgery for this very same hip problem. And a woman from our our church, sweetest lady, her name is Carrie, she came with a wheelchair once a week. She'd come and she'd take me on a walk throughout the neighborhood. Now, I got to tell you, being on bed rest for like six weeks, other than going to physical therapy, this was the only time I got to be outside. So the herd ministered to us in so many creative ways. Be creative. Number six, be open. What I mean by this is that a a zebra herd needs to be willing to overcome age boundaries. When my mom was a young pastor's wife, the older ladies taught her to can and garden and sew, and she used those skills all throughout her lifetime, whether it be canning for our family or maybe sharing her bountiful garden with neighbors. And then, of course, in the last few years, she has sewn hundreds of robes for cancer patients at Huntsman Cancer Institute. Likewise, her and my dad are not shall we call them techies. So they've had to rely on younger ones, such as my daughter, to help them do things. See, we all need each other and have something to offer the older and the younger. My mom has always encouraged me to have a mentor, someone who's older and wiser, who has experienced enough life that they can impart their wisdom upon us, but then also to have someone to whom we can mentor so that we can reciprocate such investment by in return, sharing with them what we can. Be open. Don't just look for your niche, your age group, or those who are similar to you. Be open and who needs encouraging and reach out. Number seven. Now, this is probably the hardest. Be receptive. Just as we try to encourage others, we have got to be open ourselves to that encouragement from others. Now, I've gone through some trying times in my life, as I'm sure you have, and accepting help is not easy. I personally feel like I'm inconveniencing people or that I'll be in debt toward them. I know that sounds crazy, but it's real. But then years ago, I learned from a Sunday school teacher, Ken, very wise, that not to rob the joy of letting others bless you. I'm going to say that again because I often have to remind myself of it. Don't rob the joy of letting others bless you. Now, I've seen this when my mom drank poisonous tea and laid in a coma in the ICU, when my dad was diagnosed with blood cancer, when my mom was battling her brain cancer and coming upon her final days. Our waiting room was filled with people from throughout our lifetime coming to pray with us, to provide meals to right there in the hospital to us, to get our kids to their activities. I, I'm so thankful for a friend, Jen, who she brought a first day of school outfit. She went out and bought it for my son as she knew that with everything going on, I had no time to go back to school shopping. The kids that my mom used to teach, they came and pulled weeds in in my parents' yard. Uh, Neighbors came over and mowed the yard. And many brought meals as, as they just knew our attention and our energies were spoken for on so many other tasks and needs of the day. Yes, it is so hard to accept help, but it's one we must have humility and simply reply with a thank you. My mom had a favorite author, Barbara Johnson, from Women of Faith Ministries. You've heard me speak of that before. And Barbara Johnson wrote in her book, Normal is Just a Setting on Your Dryer, about something called boomerang joy. 
A boomerang has to be flung out with force if it's going to perform its function to sail through the air and return to the sender. Well, we too must be sensitively bold as we look beyond ourselves and help others. We must be committed that that such encouragement is not just a a one-time act, but maybe an ongoing process. This could be through act, through prayer, through time, through words, you name it. But it must be genuine with the intent to lift up, not belittle or judge or based off any merit, but a genuine encouragement for the same to, to lift another up and refresh them however you may. And it's going to look like a different way for each of us. It may take creativity as needs vary and talents differ. And we must look to those more seasoned and those of young. As encouragement, my friend, is not age biased. But then as we put the focus on serving others above ourselves, we must remember that just as Proverbs 11.25 tells us, he who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. So be acceptive of those who wish to encourage and serve and love on you. And count it all, my friend, but boomerang joy. Now, I would encourage you to think about areas in your life, maybe in your work, your home, your church, your school. Who do you know that could use some encouragement? And how can you encourage them? Don't just wait for someone else to do it. You seek out encouraging them. Just as our story started with the three little girls crying, I remember being on the bus when I was in high school and a friend of mine was crying. And I went to go comfort and console and encourage her. And I am a sympathetic crier as well. And I did. I just cried with her. I can relate with those three little girls. And you know what? That is what that friend still remembers as one of her biggest encouragements still today is simply being there and crying alongside her. So there's no right or wrong way, my friend. Just go to it. Go put others first instead of having the limelight on yourself. Go be that Barnabas in a Kardashian world. Thank you for joining me on this journey of life. I hope that today's highlight has been encouraging, inspiring, and equipping so you can go out and live your life full of purpose. I'd be honored if you'd take a moment to leave a review, or better yet, subscribe. We can also stay in touch by joining my email list at hollykirby.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-C-U-R-B-Y.com. Until next time, make it a great day for a great day.